That's to all the matriarchs and patriarchs who carried the sword of the spirit into the present time that we were here. I just happen to be looking at um, uh, a great anthology, a great uh, series uh, uh, called uh, Genius Aretha. We're talking about Aretha Franklin and, and James Cleveland was um, instrumental in her life. And uh, I just I said, man, let me. there was one song that I heard from him years ago because I know if you listen – to our radio station, we try to be progressive and up to date and brand new music and anointed music. And guess what? That that music there is fifty years old, okay, uh, forty years minimum thereof. And guess what? It's just as anointed as it was the day they did a live recording. When they did a live recording, now all the people hollering and screaming in the back and everything. Uh, we they they picked all that up and it was original. There was another scene in one where. They went to James Cleveland's church and they were, I mean, they was praising God, man. I mean, it, and I am was originally um, ordained by a Pentecostal pastor. And that was what drew me to that church to begin with. I was homeless and walking in the middle of the street and I was walking by. My car had ran out of gas. It was parked near a, a park right across the street from um, uh, Arba Vida and, and uh, Hillcrest was the church building, and I was walking back to my car at Sentinella Park, which is about a mile walk, and uh, 
they was it was a Tuesday night. I'll never forget it. And they was praising God up in that joint, man. They was they were I mean the organ player and the drummer, little, little Rodney on the drums and and Lamont on the organ and the Lord said, Go up in there. And so I went up in there. I mean, they was praising God. So that that anthology series, um, uh, Genius Aretha took me back, man. I've been watching it and they show two ep- two one hour episodes every day, and I don't know that I quite have that much time. I have to Space it out. I look at some when I can and others I can't. But we want to go to James chapter one. Now, we've been talking about the sovereignty of God. The major problem with the body of Christ is not understanding the sovereignty of God and how God will make you sovereign if you endure. Now, James one twelve says what? James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tired, he shall... Tried. Oh, excuse me, when he is tired. <laughs> we all get tired. <laughs> I'm praying again like I was last week. <laughs> I don't get tired. What? I was sitting in my chair praying, Lord, anoint me with some, hit me with one of them zangers. I need your presence. But anyway, blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried... He shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Okay, so that 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 sums it up right there in one scripture, okay? And the thing that was very encouraging about uh, Aretha, she was she was spiritual, yet yet she was a, a, a worldly icon, but her number one best-selling album was Amazing Grace. Later in her career, and they, they were constantly flashing back to show the disparities that she went through. And they crowned her as the queen of soul and, you know, and she was singing secular music. But when she did Amazing Grace, it, it went platinum. All the other albums went gold and, and all that. And platinum is double one million, two million sales, I think it is now. I don't know what what it was back at that time because they, they moved the bar on you every time you think you're going to get there. That's what the world system does. But we're talking about, we're talking about the sovereignty of God. And we're talking about when you operate, when you've been tried through temptation, you're going to receive that crown of life. Crowns represent sovereignty. A crown is something that a king or a queen wears. Okay. A sovereign, like you talk about the sovereigns of, of Great Britain and all the stuff that's been taking place with, with uh, Prince Harry being here and they stripped him of his princehood because he, he married a black woman. Come on, man. Can we get past that? Can we not get past that mess? But anyway, um, when you look at the word sovereign, let's see if I can pull it up here, and I want to, I want to look at it because it's imperative. It's a noun. It means supreme power, especially over a body politic. That's a group of people. Freedom from external control. Now watch this. Watch this. This 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 um, progression here. So you're dealing with large sums of people, and then you're dealing with people who have been freedom from external control. And C says control and influence. Well, you can't, you cannot take on the sovereignty of God and be influenced by all this traffic and all this stuff that's going on. It doesn't say that you don't hear it. It doesn't say that you don't see it. But you cannot let it leak into your soul and get to the place where you are actually being uh, transform by everything you see in here. Because if you do that, you cannot operate in the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God has to be given to people that have been tested and tried through temptation over time. 
and they're actually sealed in a connection with the Holy Spirit. Okay. You've hosted the Holy Spirit and you realize that he's there with you all the time. And if you realize that and you're using your faith and being obedient to what he told you to do last, over a period of time, he'll crown you. He'll put a crown on your head and give you sovereignty in this earth. Now let's go back to um, a second, second Samuel. Uh, we're going to go to second Samuel seven. And I'm, this is a recap from last week and I ain't, I'm not going to spend a lot of time now. I start to say, I ain't going, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. I, I do have a doctor's. I have a PhD and I'm going to attempt to use the words. <laughs> uh, read verse one for me. We're not going to read the whole Which thing. Second Samuel seven, one. And it came to pass when the king sat in the in his house, and the Lord had given him rest around round about from all his enemies, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thy heart, for the Lord is with thee. And it came to pass that night the word of the Lord came unto Nathan saying Read verse 3 for me again And Nathan said to the king Go do all that is in thy heart For the Lord is with thee Okay now that that is a sovereign Declaration over a man And this is King David But it's all through the Bible There are men Abraham had sovereignty Okay Isaac had sovereignty Jacob had sovereignty Joseph had sovereignty Okay, Jesus, we know, is the sovereign king. Okay, you look from Genesis to Revelation, you're going to see sovereign men. Okay, where they actually had had been sealed, signed and delivered, and God could trust them to accomplish his purpose and to rule his people. Now, let's go to uh, 2 Samuel 8, and we're going to read here. And now, we read the first five scriptures, the last show, go to Anchor dot fm slash voice of dominion and get these shows they are some sequential okay the you're going to hear i'm trying not to cover the same thing but sometimes you have to take in consideration if a person is hearing this for the first time and i'm constantly referring to something that they didn't hear or they don't have access to then it, it could be confusing because these are this is this is a meaty word this is adult stuff we're talking about having sovereignty and the first person that you got to take sovereignty over is your life Continually, day in and day out, you have to operate in a sovereign position to have your soul, your body, and your spirit being operating in alignment with the with the will of God through the Holy Spirit, and have the Holy Spirit's presence and counsel and comfort to keep you on the right path. And you got to do it for a prolonged period of time. This is not this is not a short thing. I remember when the Lord first started calling me an apostle. The, the Holy Spirit said, "You're an apostle now." And I was in my 20th year of ministry. I said, well, Lord, you, it, before that, it was bishop. Before that, it was pastor. Before that, it was reverend. And sequentially, the, the Lord moved me up the ladder, and I don't pretend to be better or higher than anybody else. I do pretend and pray tell that I am fully operating the purpose that he gave me. That's why I call myself apostle and prophet. I was a prophet when I lived in the streets for three years. If you go back and study the sanctification process of the prophets, all of them were separated from their families, from the socioeconomic system and the world system where they totally became dependent on God for three years or more. 
Okay, so I was a prophet before I became the apostle, before I was ever ordained as a as a reverend or a pastor um, as one of the fivefold ministry gifts other than the, the office of a prophet. So I have maintained that because I'm a seer. I see stuff. And I'm telling you right now, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to you because the COVID-19, this, these diseases and these plagues are not going anywhere. Go to Psalms 91. You will see God said he will deliver you from them all. Okay, but let's start reading uh, in verse five. 2 Samuel 8, 5. And when the Syrians of Damascus came to Succur, at a desert, king of Zobah, David slew of the Syrians two and 20,000 men. The then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became servants to David and bought gifts, brought gifts. And the Lord preserved David whatsoever he went. That's, a, that's sovereignty. Now, we see the prophet coming to David in the prior chapter saying, go and do all that was in thy heart. What did God put in his heart? God put in David's heart to succor <laughs> take total control over the, the common land that we know today as Israel because it was infiltrated with enemies of God, idol worshipers and, and murderers and people who were sacrificing their children. That's why it was necessary for Jesus to be sacrificed on the cross to demonstrate the sacrifice necessary for us to receive the full covenant of God because all the heathen demonic imitators of God, one of the things that they did, they they would they would put their sons on an altar, their the firstborn son, and they would cut him in the in the juggler vein and drain that blood out and they would drink that blood. Now son, that sounds very gross, but that's what they were doing. And it was abomination to God. So he said, if I'm going to save the whole world and give every sinner an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I have got to sacrifice my own son. And he did that for us. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, we have the fullness of all that God is, all that he has, and all that he can do. Read verse 6 again. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became servants to David and brought gifts, and the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. Keep going. And David took the shields of gold that were of the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. See, so guess what? The Bible says he took the gold. See, he took the gold. They brought, some of the people brought some gifts, but whatever he wanted, he took it. Keep going, verse 8. And from Betha and from... Barothia, cities of Hadadezer, King David took exceeding much brass. There's that word again, took. Let's look and see what it means, because we're going to get all the way through this here, because we're moving on to in the next show. So y'all stay tuned to the show if you're listening. Anchor.fm slash Voice of Dominion. We're taping at KTYM on Sunday nights at 730 Pacific Standard Time. You can catch the, the Voice of Dominion show, but these also goes to Anchor FM, which, is, which goes to eight other podcasts, international podcasts around the world. It says to take in the widest variety of application, except bring by, carry away, draw, fetch, get. So David was getting was getting money, man. 
What? Through his conquest because he understood the sovereignty that God has given you. And I'm telling you, whether you're 105 years old or you or you 15 years old, if you receive Jesus Christ, you can become a sovereign, you can become a sovereign person. You can become a sovereign person. And God will allow you to operate in his sovereignty once you've been tested. Keep reading. Verse 9. When Tokyo Toy, king of Amath, heard that David has smitten all the hosts of Hadadezer. Then Toy sent Jerome, Jerome. Excuse me, Jerome, his son, unto David, King David, to salute him and to bless him because he had fought against Hadadezer and smitten him. For Hadadezer had wars with Toy and Joram brought with him vessels of silver, vessels of gold, and vessels of... Now, this was one of his allies. God honored him. This wasn't the enemy. He didn't He didn't take these people and, and dominate them. Uh, if, if, you, if you look at King Toy, um, he was a not... Well, I don't want to say that because I really didn't study it, but guess what? He was at least a friend of David. And he became a friend of David because the Bible said his son brought what? Vessels of silver, vessels of gold, and vessels of brass. Verse 11, read for me. Which also King David did dedicate unto the Lord with the silver and gold that he had dedicated of all nations which he subdued. All the nations that he subdued. Keep going. Here, here they are. Of Syria and of Moab and of the children of Ammon and the Philistines and the Amalek. And the spoil of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobath. So anybody that was infringing on his sovereign right to, to the nation of Israel, that looks one of the smallest nations in the Middle East, is actually the very center of the earth. Okay, it's actually the very center of the earth. Okay, David subdued them, and he made them servants. Right here, read verse thirteen. And David gave him a name when he returned from smitting of the Syrians in the Valley of Salt, being 18,000 men. So David, was he wasn't going up with just uh, we three mice running around. Listen, these were formed military uh, operations of huge 18,000 men. If you launch something today, military, and 18,000 men are going to be moved into battle position to battle. That's a major move, even today. And with the population being 8.5 billion today, but guess what? Think about what the population was back then when David was there, and he, the Bible said, he, we saw earlier in this scripture, that he, he took down 22,000 men. And now we see 18,000 men that he subdued. Okay. And now you see in verse 13, it says, David got him a name when he returned from smiting the Syrians in the Valley of Salt, being 18,000 men. Now this sovereignty that David is exercising now becomes apparent to the whole world. The Bible says he got him a name. Woo! Hallelujah. God will give you a name. If you persist in faith and obedience, following the Holy Spirit, inviting him into your life, reading, studying, meditating the word, praising, worshiping God, praying in the spirit. These are all the pillars 
of success to end up with the sovereignty of God. And I'm telling you right now, there's a remnant of about one and a half to three percent of all the Christians who go to church that God is preparing to be the remnant that he's going to give sovereign control over so he can take the earth back. Because we know if you've been looking at what's been going on in the last 20 years, but in the last two years, it's gotten ridiculous. You need people with sovereignty to take control of the earth and the atmosphere. Read verse 14. And he put garrisons in Edom throughout all Edom, put he garrisons. And all they of Edom became David's servants, and the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. In the mouth of two or three witnesses. And the Bible says he put garrisons. What is that? Military occupation. Because he knew they was unruly, so he kept part of his military, part of his forces in that country. Didn't is, is that not what happened with Germany? Is that not what happened with other countries? If you look at World War One, two, we ain't had World War Three yet, have we? I don't think so. I hope not. I, I, I'm hoping that Jesus will stretch that out, and I can be out of here before that happens. Because it's not good now. They have weapons of mass destruction. It won't be good. Verse fifteen. And David reigned over all Israel. And Read that again. And David did what? And David reigned over all Israel. Read that again. And David reigned over all Israel. Uh-huh. And keep going. And David executed judgment and his and justice unto all his people. So he reigned sovereignly over Israel and all the people and all of his enemies in the surrounding countries. Of that had had they hated Israel because Israel represents God, and in this this next week we have the Passover coming up. Israel is one. Israel and the body of Christ, the real true remnant of the Lord, are sisters and brothers. We have the same Father, okay, which is God. We actually Jesus Christ was one of the chief Jews. Okay, he was the chief Jew in far as education and stature when he ministered. That's very rare. Most preachers don't even know that. They hadn't studied that. The Bible says he had the highest order in education and, and studying. You know, people tell me, I went to the seminary. Well, I can't say I went to the, to the seminary that had the highest order, but the highest order of, of, of teaching is listening to the Holy Spirit and getting revelation from the word. It says, and David reigned. Oh, let's look at this word here because I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere. Oh, we 22 minutes in. It says a primitive root to reign inceptibly to ascend to the throne. Woo! Look at the sovereignty of God manifesting the man's life. To induct into royalty. Woo! It says to take counsel, consult, indeed be set a set up a king. Or queen there. So, ladies, we ain't leave y'all out. Y'all can get in that rim that you can rule and reign. Whatever God gave you to rule and reign. But it has to be what he gave you. See? He has to be what he gave you. So, I'm, I'm thanking God for that. That we see the rain. Now, let's go back to real quick. Oh, we got a little time. I got seven minutes. Yeah, we're gonna. this is going to be a good show here. Go back to First Chronicles 29. And this is where we started with the sovereignty, okay? We started with the sovereignty in 1 Chronicles 29, as David pronounces this. Is, now, he's setting, setting the stage to pass his sovereignty on the Solomon. Okay, keep reading. reading. Let's read on down. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Verse 3, read that. 
Started at verse 3. Mm-hmm. Quickly now. Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of God, I have my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. Okay, now guess what? David, he didn't inherit that. Saul was the king before then, and the, and the, 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 the children of Israel were ravaged because Saul was 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 not a sovereign. He was he was a sovereign king, but guess what? He was not sovereign in the eyes of God. God's sovereignty cannot be transferred to him because he was wicked. He would never do what God wanted him to do. And so when David became king, all of this that you see that he has accumulated here was because he set his affection to the house of God. Not my house, the people of God in general. That's why I'm on the radio here. It says, read verse 4 for me. Even 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house withal. Keep going. The gold for things of gold, the silver for things of silver, and for all men of work to be made by hands of the artificers. And who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord. Then the chief of the fathers of the princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and hundreds with the rulers of the king's work offered willingly. Now, when you see a sovereign king and he's, he's dedicating this money that he took from these seven countries, Okay, as he dominated them, he accumulated wealth, and then he had toy send his. And guess what? Do you think he just came with one bag of silver, one bag of gold, one bag of brass? Man, he brought a he brought a caravan of camels carrying that stuff because you know that's hard metal. He had to have big camels and donkeys full. He brought it to him. That's how David accumulated his wealth right there, being. Obedient, understanding the sovereignty of God, fulfilling his purpose was to take back the natural geographic area of Israel and dominate all the enemies around it so that Israel could dwell safely. Because otherwise, they would have wiped them off the map. There would be no Jewish people today. God preserves his people. And it said that God preserved David with us wherever he went. Okay, keep going. And gave for the service of the house of God of gold 5,000 talents of, and 10,000 drams of silver, 10,000 talents, and the brass, 18,000 talents, and 100,000 talents of iron. And they with... Skip down to verse 10 because we're running out of time and I want to get there. That's where I want to get. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our father forever and ever. So he starts with, you the God of Israel. Keep going. Verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. There's God's, there, listen, that's God's sovereignty right there. That This this scripture, 1 Chronicles 29, 11, capsulizes God's sovereignty that he will give to you if you can believe it, if you will transform yourself into an obedient vessel for a long enough time for him to trust you, he'll give it to you. Read it again. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and 
the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted above, exalted as head above all. Keep rolling, keep rolling. Both riches and honor come from thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Stop right there. Those three verses, 10, first David gives thanks to God and he blesses God in the congregation for Israel. Then you see the entire universe, every part of the creation. He recognizes the sovereignty of God far outreaches the world. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Woo! Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. Thou art exalted as head above all. Now read this, this last one here, and I'm heading down the, the stretch. Now therefore, verse 12. Both riches and honor come from thee, and thou reignest over all, and thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. God want to give, he said to give strength unto all. He wants to give you strength right now. The sovereignty of God, I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior so that you have an opportunity to move into that sovereignty. It is a process. It is a sanctification process. You will end up holy after and, and stay. And if you stay holy for a period of time, he will give you sovereignty. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Say it right there where you're at. I ask you, Lord to forgive me for the sins that I have committed. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, I receive you as Lord of my life. I ask to be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. If you just prayed that prayer, you can call me at 424-261-3208. You can write me at Ward International, Apostle Chris Ward, Ward International, P.O. Box, 1365, Inglewood, California. You can call me at 424-261-3208. Okay, we love you. You can send me a donation at G-A-M-N dot life, L-I-F-E slash donations. We love you. This is Apostle Wood. <laughs>